Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Uh, welcome to All My Block Podcast, a Green Bay Packer podcast. I'm your host, Amon Green, along with my good friend and teammate, Mike Wall. Man, Mike, how you doing? Victory Monday, bud. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing yeah, fantastic. Victory Monday as well. When we uh, got those Victory Mondays, that means you didn't have to come in and watch film. You know? And some coaches... I'll be interested instance, to see if they do that, right? Right. Because they're playing on Thursday this week, so, so they'll, they'll probably... they probably meet today. They'll probably have to meet today, and then they'll get they'll get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, right? Because they have to give them they have to give them the day during the week. The NFL yep. requires to give them a day during the week, but um, it, it feels I, I'm sure it feels just as good to come in today, watch some good tape, especially on offense. Some guys made some big plays, mm-hmm. and uh, as long as you know, as long as you the the deal with all these victory Mondays for it's like as long as you limit the amount of time that you actually have to spend in the meeting room, it's all yes, good. yes, hundred percent. That's that's the key. To a victory Monday, <laughs> Mike McCarthy was good at that. He loved to, he loved to get out there early sometimes. When I had him when he came into Green Bay, I was like, oh, five minutes early, ten minutes, fifteen, thirty minutes early. Okay, All right, I coach. like the Jeff Sat Jeff Saturday gets his first win. He just starts suppressing it, man. Victory Monday, let's get to go time. Right away at the box. Hey, sometimes you got to do it, especially when you're in an interim mid mid season hire with no previous other than commentating experience and but pro. Uh, pro football years on under his belt so uh i'll take this read this week for my bet online our sponsors here on the show so basketball is back mike so bet online remains our number one source of all your sports betting needs this season you'll all find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online and as your continued source of all sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long so always the fastest easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events whether it's nfl NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf, and of course esports. And I know FIFA is coming up now in the no- month of November. They, they starting it up, so I know that's going to be World a Cup, big World Cup next weekend. Yeah, World Cup for everybody. Hit the the lines there, betting up. So head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus and the first deposit. So make sure you use the promo code BLEAV believe to receive your reward. So BetOnline, Mike, where the game starts. So yes, when the game ended, the Packers in overtime was able to get the dub against them boys. So good game 30, all, all, all the way through so, so far. 31-28. First time we've gone over 30 in a long time. I think Aaron mm-hmm. Brown said it last night. And it was like this was that game where I think everybody who's been watching them, whether you're a casual fan or you're a, a, a commentator, an analyst, you're going, oh, so you have a balanced offense. You have over 200 yards rushing. Yep. You have over 200 yards receiving, and you score 30 points. You win the game. You control. You control this. You know, devastating Dallas defensive defense uh, defensive line for the most part. Yep. And you know, listen, like Matt Lafleur, you find you, you. We ran a game plan that mirrors the personnel that we have. 
right? And I love, we talked about it before, they ran 12 and 13 personnel, and Dallas decided to match with Nickel the whole game. No matter, you know, and, and they kept Micah Parsons off the line of scrimmage. It, it kept him in the backfield playing off the ball linebacker. It was like Dallas Taylor made the defense for us to be successful, and we had to execute. Green Bay Packers went out and executed. It was great it, to watch. Exactly. It was uh, something like watching the game from Philadelphia a few weeks ago uh, against the Cowboys where they made Mike, Micah Parsons make business decisions, you know, running that RPO directly at him or the, you know, the option play. And then the same thing here, it wasn't no option play. It was just straight up downhill running where I remember a few times I see number 11 on his back, JRJ on top of him, you know, and that is what you want to see, you know, and you saw that throughout the game. You saw it in the first quarter, you saw the second quarter, you saw the third quarter and in fourth quarter too. So when Parsons, you don't see him really making any plays or not on the stat line or commentating, you know, mentioning well, his name. Oh my God, big play. Yeah. Then, then offensive line, they did their job and they set a president throughout the whole game. He made he made I mean he's a playmaker he's an incredible player and he mm-hmm. you know he had seven seven tackles I think he had a tackle for mm-hmm. loss like he makes plays but the difference is when you put him at linebacker he's making a ton of tackles when you put him at defensive end all of a sudden he's beating you know now he's like in mm-hmm. the quarterback's lap he's got pressures he's got yep. sacks he's got all that stuff and it hits different not only hits different like to us and the commentators and whatnot but it hits different to Aaron Rodgers. Right, yes. you know, because that's one less guy. Because Demarcus Lawrence last night was a problem. Gave us all we could eat. If they would have, like, for you know, it's one of those deals where you're watching and you're like, is Dan Quinn ever going to make them both rush at the same time? Because I know they did it a handful of times. Yeah, but you just go, both of them would have been a real problem. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Quinn, for not doing that because keeping that guy off the ball as much as many plays as he can make, you know, mm-hmm. three, four yards down the field, it's nothing like he can do it on the line of scrimmage. So no, not at we'll, all. we'll nah. take it, right? We'll take the win. You'll take the win, 100%. So we got, you know, we had 39 carries for 207 yards. We're averaging 5.3 carry, had a touchdown. Aaron Jones had 24 for 138. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones was incredible last night. Aaron Jones is a guy beating Micah Parsons to the to the sideline. To the edge. Which, which you would expect, but still, guys got to do it. And it was yep. just, it was an impressive performance offensively. You know, defensively, they've got a they've got a ton of talent over there. CeeDee Lamb is the real deal. He's a boss. But he, uh, showed up. but it it doesn't it just seem like doesn't it just seem like Mike McCarthy kind of gift wrapped this a little bit because you see like you see this the the stat line they're running for the, they we played a physical game. They mm-hmm. still ran for a 10 yards. Tony Pollard's still a, a, a really good running 115, back. Yeah, 115 on 20. They have a good offensive line. But Dak Prescott was, th- you know, dropping back and throwing the ball over the yard and not, like, not having the game that is required to win. I mean, 46 pass, 27 to 46 yeah, is not higher. great. Three, you know, and, and his picks were probably the fault of the receivers as you look at him. And he didn't turn it around after that. Yep. But 46 passes, it's just like if, if Aaron throws the ball 46 times – we kind of expect to lose well Dallas Cowboys should probably expect to lose is Dak if Dak Prescott's throwing the ball 46 times in a game yeah exactly and that, and that that's that it goes beyond the recipe of the you know secret ingredient of being balanced with the run to the pass and that's what the secret ingredient for the Packer was they they were they had that 39 touches by among the three runners being Aaron Jones, Jones and Aaron Rodgers and then AJ so that right there and that's the balance sometimes I believe you even think back to when McCarthy was here in the games they lost 
we saw at any team, not just the Packers, but any team that doesn't have to throw the ball and they end up doing it 50 for the quarterback having 50 uh, uh, pass pass attempts, you know, or anything above that. It's like you forget you totally abandon your run and you have a run game that's there, even though it was just one guy with Pollard, but he was over 100 yards. He made his uh, presence notice. And so it was just a factor of, you know, trying to obviously you're on the road, trying to make something happen, talking from McCarthy standpoint and Cowboys and figured that it was going to be the pass because we saw in previous matchups, Savage getting lost in the shuffle. But that adjustment, I think that was one of the biggest adjustments going into this game, putting Rudy Ford back there to where he has a better look like he has a better instinct and, and, and maybe got more prepared better to watch how he can read the quarterback's eyes to read in a receiver to get you know, in a position to make a better play on ball, ball. Two interceptions out of it, you know, but incomplete is just as good because obviously it makes the um, offense having to really work to really get the ball open or to a receiver. But getting the two picks is, is was money, especially in the red zone. Yeah, certainly. And, and I want to go back and, and just talk a little more offense. Like when a guy is struggling, he had a big drop the first play of the, of the year. He's been yep. injured. He comes into this game and everyone's just waiting because you, you see him physically and he just, he has everything. He has everything he needs. Um, and then he has two drops in consecutive plays, you know, one across the middle and then one obviously in the, in the right corner. Very catch, both very catchable balls right in his hands. And you go, oh, no. You know, you just kind of – your heart kind of drops for him because we've yeah. all been there, right? Like, we've yep. all – whether it was missing blocks, whether it was you, you know, fumbling a ball or dropping a pass, like, we've all been in that situation. For him to respond, he's got four for 107, three touchdowns, and just really was the difference in this game. If you think about, And he was the difference in this game for, for the Packers, but he's also – you look at the difference in this game versus every other game we played this year – that was the difference, right? We we didn't have huge. a guy that could take the top off. So I just like give the guy, give the give the fans an idea of how do you as an athlete when you struggle, mm-hmm. you, like you have two drops early in the game, you fumble the ball early in the game. Like, what do you tell yourself to get back into it and go out and make that over the shoulder catch for the sixty yard bomb? I mean, that was a that was just yeah, a monster yeah. comeback for this kid. Great great adjustment on that pass, by the way. Um, what you tell yourself is. Uh, you, you calm yourself and be like, okay, I, I got this. You know, I'm still out here. They didn't yank me. I'm not on a bitch. You know, from a professional standpoint, I'm still lining up running these plays. Let's go. I just missed that ball. That's all you say. I just missed that, or I should have held on harder, or I should have focused more. Don't beat yourself up. You got to stay positive in the moment. And that's basically kind of what, what it looks like he did because then Aaron gives him another opportunity with that first throw. And then later on, after that, after the one first touch, uh, touchdown, I think he had another drop somewhere in the middle between, but then came right back to him in the red zone with the -the over-the-top crossing route. And I think that second catch right there, then the confidence was it hit bingo. It hit the it hit the big uh hit the hit hit the hammer on the nail. Um all right, my confidence here because I got open for my quarterback and now I understand I can understand what I need to do from this play moving forward. And then and that's what you got to do with yourself personally in your hit. And then obviously from the actions, you now your teammate. Your quarterback, the one that's getting you the ball, can then have that confidence as well. He, it's like he almost had to have those other two touchdowns because the one you're talking yeah. about, he didn't drop it, but he remember he ran the go route down the, and he 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 didn't look up for the ball. He looked back at the quarterback. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Distracted yeah. leg, and you're just like, he, just he, like he just, hey, like hits it with his hand. You're like, dude, what are you doing? You just like we're just complimenting you. Right, but, right. So that that's the play I was mentioning. Yeah, it was like, yeah. It, it was it was there, and he just just was late eyes. He didn't get his eyes on the ball sooner, and so. But it, you, now never want to see, you never want to see a receiver pull up short 
right? And then, oh, and then not catch the ball. Like, yeah, he slowed down. Yeah, you, a never, bit. you never want to see him pull up, man. It's it's the it's like the worst feeling in the world. But yeah, you go back. You talk about Rudy though. Ford. Rudy Ford was huge. So they, you know, they they kept Savage on in base personnel. They kept him back there, but they moved him to the slot in nickel. And we played a lot in nickel. Rudy Ford was mm-hmm. great. And the, like we'll show it on tape. You start you start off the game, and he's physical immediately, right? And yeah, he's a, he's for a me, dumper. like the two biggest additions about you know to this this team and this game, and then last week for Isaiah McDuffie as well was was Isaiah McDuffie and Rudy Ford because they bring a physical presence that this team hasn't had. You have a problem tackling, okay? We'll bring two guys in that can thump. Right. Yep. And those two guys make tackles. I think Isaiah McDuffie led the team in tackles with like 13. Rudy Ford only had four, but he had the two picks. I mean, the guy had a monster game. So you you start thinking now, how are we going to fit it? The secondary might, the, that issue might be resolved because he just had two picks. The guy had a game. Isaiah McDuffie, Devondre Campbell's coming back. Quay Walker, yep. and we'll show it on tape. Like Quay makes athletic plays in space, and there's no denying his athleticism. And he's, oh, yeah. he's going to be a baller. But he gets eight up by guards and fullbacks. And he, it happened all yeah. day yesterday. And yeah, so it's the difference between Isaiah McDuffie and Quay Walker in the run game, whether it's, you know, can you can you bring Isaiah McDuffie moving forward in when it's 12 mm-hmm. and 13 personnel and run situations when Devondre, I'm talking about when Devondre Campbell comes back. Like that dude needs to right. be on the field because he changes the demeanor of the defense. Yeah, he brings that size and ability that you're talking about. And because Quay Walker being there, even though first round draft pick, phenomenal range, or I say phenomenal, just the size he is to be in the position he is. That is, you try to toy with having a bigger guy, thinking he's bigger, to then play a faster position at that position, and it is is not working because now you know offensive linemen know okay he's not fast, he's still unexperienced in terms of how to get off the block. So I'm gonna just eat him up in the run game, and that's what happens. That's what's been happening to him, but he'll learn, you know, as the sign as this season goes on, and obviously as the years, um, as he plays in his Packers defense goes on. Yeah, let's talk about a little bit trench warfare. Let's get into it because we got some tape to watch. And the, mm-hmm. and the fun thing, I think for me was, like we talked about it, Dallas decides to match. You know, we, we go twelve, <laughs> we go thirteen, they stay nickel, right. six down in the box, and you're just like, I can't, I can't believe they're going to do this the whole game, and they did. And we ran all day on that front. And what I what I love is go to this tape right here, man. It's like it feels so good when you commit, right? right. Committing feels so. It just feels it right. Is. Yep. And we look here. And I wanted to highlight, and I think I hit the wrong guy, but I wanted to highlight here, honestly, my man, Robert Tunyon. And I got a couple of plays here, our tight ends. And when we say committing, our tight ends have a, uh, a exuberance for blocking and enthusiasm for blocking that they haven't had in, in weeks past. Right, and it's making and a difference. I have the highlight Robert Tunyon over here, and like he's not killing people. But like, look at the speed he's but playing with, rolls his hips, yeah. engages. These are these are legitimate plays in in football games. You got this entire side of the line here, backside with Deguara. Oh, look around. at these double teams, right? Yeah, we got we got uh, Tunyon coming back down on the left side, coming down on your, on Parsons. And Deguara coming backside to to block the backside end. Like, this is what the Packers – this is what's required to be successful, honestly. Right, A.G.? Yeah, Yeah, it is. Um, Deguara, he's he's bent at the hips. I say only thing, Tunyon, he has to get more of the body of Parsons because he got a little bit washed out. Um, And the effort, you could tell, wasn't quite there, but better than past games. And then the same for Deguara. I mean, he's not saying, but he got in there. 
got bent to sip and extended, was able to make some make some room. We're just trying to we're, at, at this. I think at this stage, with some of these guys, right? Like if with Mercedes Lewis, we'll sit here and nitpick his technique all day. <laughs> with with Tunyon and Aguara, I'm just like enthusiasm matters to me right now. You know yes. what I mean? And and I think if we were in the rooms, we we would we would make sure that they're master technicians. But as as Monday morning quarterbacks here, like I'm just thrilled that they're bringing it more so than they Me have. Too. Get, I mean, yeah, there's effort. I want there. I want effort at the end of the day, no matter what. Now this is something that we got. This you know I can't. We can't show all good stuff, right? Like yeah. <laughs> my, my, Myers is getting pushed back in the backfield every time we try to go sideways with Myers. It, it just doesn't work against a, a, a heavy shade, and you see here, Ag. It's because he steps underneath himself, right? That first yeah. left foot step underneath backwards oh and yeah anytime you do that you rise up immediately you get pushed in the backfield and this you know these are the kind of things that happen and it gets a heavy guy that's tough with a nose yeah. guard or a three tech right in your face like that that's hard to recover what you'd love to see though about a, a dylan and, and both aj and aaron jones yesterday we'll show a couple more of them is like they didn't allow that first person to take him down you know they didn't mm. allow that for and i think that's sometimes the difference between it's huge having a, a 50 yard game and a 75 yard game or 75 on a hundred yard game. It's just like the, the running backs effort to not get taken down by the first guy. And they, they did that again. There's just like this enthusiasm and energy around teams. And, mm -hmm. I, and maybe I'm projecting bro, because I, we love to do it so much, but yeah. when a team runs the ball, it feels like there's just more energy around <laughs> individual players and therefore the group. Yeah. Because that effort, that extra effort to pull the fall forward, every play as a running back, it, you, the linemen see that. Y'all saw that, when, mm -hmm. you know, when we played. And now this line is seeing 33, 28, even 12, you know, getting down the field, moving the ball, moving the chains. And then for them, they got that extra energy to go make the extra block. The tight ends do. The wide receivers are doing it downfield. So it's, it just a, it's an infectious thing, a good thing that you want everybody to be affected with. So we got that pony personnel right now. So, again, it's a 12 to 21. It really means the same thing. But you got mm -hmm. Parsons off the ball. We got six down on the blocks. And now you look at this and you go, oh, well, goodness. Parsons, Par Parsons, yeah, Parsons is now out, outside of the uh, of the box, and we we got the safety down. So what do we do? Tunyon lays him out. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna hey, listen, I I I found some clips. Yeah. Our man, yeah. we've been giving this guy grief. Tunyon lays this dude out right here. Hey, it's it's check your whole card time. There you go. Yeah, hey, man, that's I love all, it. and and finishes him. He, yeah. him, he hits him to a knee. The guy tries to get up. He finishes him off. That's what I'm talking so, about. Sometimes we forget about how good Bakhtiari is. Like, he just goes over there like nothing happens. No, There's no pressures. You know, he's just <laughs> calm in the run game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. This, is, this is a big-time play. Nice block by Jenkins as well. Oh, yeah. Right off the ball. Good you technique know? with uh, um, Dave's hands. He stayed high, you know, was able to keep and extend it and keep that defense in and in the spot he needed to be and not having a hand on, uh, on Aaron Jones. Bakhtiari does a great job of playing with arms extended. You know, yes. not a lot of not a lot of, a lot of guys want to bring them in close, and you know sometimes they're brought, taught to brought in, you know bring them in close. But initially, you always want to pop, snap the guy's neck back, stop his momentum. He does a really good job of that. We yes. got uh, we got Laz we got Lazard in our in our in our tight end here, and you know very Deguar. Look at the head start he gets. So we get Lazard down blocking, and then Deguar comes out and takes care of. Uh, Parsons. Yash, Yash is supposed to block Parsons, but DeGuara comes out and does a great job there of cleaning this mess up. And again, I just love when we like we do these schemes to get guys like DeGuara a head start. So you see Lazard comes down on Demarcus Lawrence, who had a great game yesterday. 
gets out of it late. Parsons can clean this up. And again, you got so many people running at you, AG. We talked about it for weeks now. Mm-hmm. Those are hard for DBs to find, find, you know, sort through the mess and make plays. And again, nice. on this touchdown run, like this is just, I want, I just wanted to, you to talk about it. Aaron Jones. Then we got AJ on the next play. Like, yeah, good foot. We had great footwork here to give his offensive line time to get to Parsons, get Josh Myers up on him. And then that right there, when I see that, I'm, I'm doing exactly what he did. I'm, I'm pressing the edge and getting to the corner using my speed. And this is a position where you, as a lineman, you have one for your running back. And so running back sees that that's a good linebacker, but he can't get off until the last second, which is too late for him. And then he sees, you see Watson coming up to second level. He has a choice here. He could go either the first guy that's to his right in the video or the 28 that's to the left. So he makes a decision to go to 28. And from there, Aaron Jones could read it from there. He's like, you know what? I'm going to turn on the boost and get to the edge. And, uh, a nice old to Marshawn Lynch <laughs> going into the end zone here. Oh, yeah. incredible, right? I was like, oh, yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah Beastquake right there. That was Beastquake move. Yeah, yep, as it was. And so now we got an AJ look. I'll run it through and we'll bring it back so you can commentate on it. But just effort here. Thought this was fantastic. So nice power so, play. So we get we get blown up by Demarcus Lawrence. This is a five yard gain. And basically, AJ Dillon does the does all of the work. You know, you watch this and just talk about. Demarcus Lawrence blows this up. JRJ, yep. look at, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence has all kinds of, like, we talked yeah, about, remember yeah. what we've been talking about with our guys? We don't want to use that box technique when we want to stay square, go same foot, same shoulder. This is why. Yeah. Because that's the kind of power you can deliver. So JRJ gets blown up here. He, he's way too high right there. He gets My, caught. And Myers is coming through, but. That, 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 uh, I say the. The leftovers from that from Demarcus and uh, the first block there hit takes Josh off his uh, path. But uh, AJ being the running back, he is knowing his size and uh, able to keep his leg pumping because that's the biggest thing with a big back or any back, but a big back with his side using your leg power is key. And the one thing on the first contact, he ran his legs. He ran his legs to keep the power moving, and that's where it looked where you like you said he pretty much picked up the five yards by himself because of what Demarcus Lawrence did at the start of the play. He Demarcus Lawrence did his job. He wanted yeah. he, you want to stop the power just that like play that. Should be over. It should be done. Yeah. Um, but with AJ and his ability and his size, the one thing was he never stopped his feet from running. If he would have stopped his feet from running, then it was a problem. But then on contact, he ran his feet and got the acceleration he needed to move that power. I wanted to uh, note because you didn't say anything, and I I put comic book font. On I saw that. No, I don't yeah. like, I, I mentioned yeah, it I in my head. I, I saw it in head. I put comic yeah. book. So I like so it. because we ran the ball as effectively we did under center. What do we even talk about all year, man? You talked about it last on Thursday. Yeah. Under center play action pass all day. Simpleness, simpleness, right? and it because it, it's, it's an attitude. It tells a defense, oh yeah, this is what. Most likely is going to come at you. We're going to come the ball, run the ball right downhill. But then if we don't, you got to keep you honest, and we're going to do this. And this is what we're going into, the play action. Christian Watson, this is his first touchdown, and I highlighted uh, AJ. Let's look at AJ. Sees this late. He yep. sees that Bakhtiari is beat. Ninety-one beat him outside. Jumped out, jumped around two people, and just throws himself in harm's way. Gets hey. gets trucked, but you got to do that. That's got to do it for the touchdown, right? That, do it for that, your teammate. On. Hey, that's the job requirement. I'm in a mini of game being Lambo, being uh the Metrodome, Ford Field, where I'm looking at the top of the stadium because of that. And and you know what? I'm fine with that because my quarterback is still upright. He's able to do his job. And then sometimes you hear the roar of the crowd of the wide receiver going, 
you know, into the end zone, just like on that play right there. So I've, I've, I've seen the top of the uh, stadium many times too, and I'm not fine with it, (laughs) (laughs) but but I agree. I agree. I understand. And I agree with your sentiment. I'll just tell you right now, every time I got, I got trucked over, I went, Oh, what's the worst you ever got trucked to most? Do you remember? Yeah, it was in it was it had to be it was in Metrodome. It was when that uh, it was 01 season and mm-hmm. and it was 01 and then later on you were gone. It was the 06 season. I said, God, dog. like the dude hit me so hard. It didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It just was I could tell he got into the hip position where he he engaged me and I was I think I flew back a good 4 feet before I hit the ground. <laughs> And then he hit me so hard where I rolled over onto my feet. That's how that's how bad it was. I had I had this one. It was I wasn't in Green Bay. I was in Carolina. We went and played Chicago though, and we yeah. went, we went up to Chicago and played him. This was with Erlacher and Briggs and Tommy Harris. Dude, yeah. Tommy Harris was so good. Yeah, he was really but, good. But but so we do a we had a protection where I had to sort one to two, and and Briggs was two off the edge, and I kicked out. And uh, I'm sure I've been hit harder than this, but it's like not by a linebacker, and. And Briggs just like kept, you know, you're kind of sitting there waiting for like a move or something because it's like it's a linebacker. Like, dude, you're not going to hit me. And he hit me so hard, bro. And I just went flat back. And I'm looking up in the sky. And thank God DeLone got rid of the ball because like the work, like if a guard gets knocked over by a 245 pound linebacker for a sack, you pretty much like you might as well not get on the bus. You know what I mean? Because like you are never going to live that down. Right, right. And I barely lived it down anyways, but gosh darn. Mm hmm. Know the feeling. Yep. Know the feeling. So under center, Mike, get better at this. Under center play action. And I just wanted to, like, when you go under center play action, everybody's up, everybody's sunk in, and there's just space now. You've Mm -hmm. just created space. And so Aaron Rodgers can do his Aaron Rodgers thing, hit Sammy Watkins on the back shoulder. Again, under center play action, or this is shotgun play action. And the DB gets lost there in, in translation. He sees uh, uh, Christian Watson does a good job of adjusting his route. Yep. Stair step once he gets around him and then kind of stacks him in a way to where he has no other position, no other. He could, If he does try to defend Christian, it's a PI. It's a flag. So, so yeah. So everybody's seeing is he starts to the heat side, but then he takes him outside again and bends it around. Yeah. Yep. So, so it forces boom. his DB. He's like, where'd he go? Where'd who go? You know, right. That's it. Those- one of those deals. This is the second touchdown. Now you got under center play action. He's got all day. And the reason I highlight that that window is because he has enough time to wait for it. Yeah. Right? It's not. A, it turns into a second window throw, but Rand Rodgers has all day because that pass rush just is not coming. Sammy Watkins can make that play. Huge play in the game. I think it leads to the next. We got, a, we got the stack over there. And Watson's just using his speed. And they're trying to put two guys on him, too. It didn't even work. If you, yeah, they you try see, to cut he, that with the safety. They try to cut the safety down in the middle, and he couldn't even get there in time. Because if he does, that's a PI again. And then it's first and goal. You know, it's isn't it amazing when you watch these plays, you go, like, it's so simple. It seems so easy, right? And <laughs> and they're, look, they're, they're in man-to-man coverage here across the board. We've got everybody bunched in. It's just, you know, essentially going to be a two-receiver route. Maybe guys, somebody's going to leak out here at the end. And you've got, you know, cover one, which we know that we know that Dallas is going to run all day. Mm-hmm. And you just go, you just think to yourself, like, wow, like we could have done this all year. 
you know, oh, and, really? it, and I know it's not that easy and I, yeah. I don't want to oversimplify it, but sometimes you just go, Oh my goodness. Like this, this would have been a really good idea all season. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But you know what you do and, and what green Bay has done with this game, mm-hmm. the next game's coming up. Now teams are looking at this like, Oh, okay. We got a problem here. Well, we got something we got to prepare for because if we don't, it will be a problem in the game we face these guys. Because now we got this young buck who has now confidence and has now the trust and confidence still building with his quarterback. But now look what he can do. Look, look what he figured out he can do now. You know, he and then he said this, and I've been saying this for the last three weeks. They got to figure it out, and they did. You know, between Aaron and uh, Christian, and uh, you know, we already knew about Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, but now the offense is balanced, and it's going to be a problem for the rest. This could be the problem, but we got to wait and see. We, got, we do have to wait and see. Now, I I wanted to put one drop back in here, and I know I put a drop back with Christian Watson's second touchdown, but we're showing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is the kind of stuff we could still. This this is a big play in the game, right? Really yeah, this is where you're talking about Josh not able to get his hands extended, right? Yeah. So, so this is Demarcus Lawrence coming down on Josh Myers, and if you don't extend your arms here, if you try to lean into this. Right, you can just see his helmet coming forward. He's like kind of heavy upper body lean into this instead of punching, extending, punching the guy away from you. Then, yeah, good players are just going to get just real simple going to beat you. Mm -hmm. Now, I think the exciting part about all of it, though, is is to your point, we found we might have found that guy. Mm -hmm. We might have found that guy. Now, we want we need to talk about this the run the ball, the fourth, the, you know, the fourth down or the, the third down play, the third and short, Aaron comes off the ball and he's yelling at Matt LaFleur. And look, we've run the ball effectively. We've ever, we've two yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. They're in a formation where it looks advantageous to run the ball. Um, And I guess the thought process here is if they go too fast, you give that Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys too much, you know, too much uh, time. Right. And so they, Apparently Matt LaFleur was calling the plays in, which Aaron Rodgers is like, that's his deal is the two minute. So he did, he wasn't calling the plays. So, you know, so the production time takes a lot longer. So they're wasting clock right. there. Yeah. And then they went on, on a play like this, where it seems pretty obvious that we should just go for the fullback dive for one yard. Cause we've gotten one yard, you know, AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones, either one of them is going to get one yard right now. Correct. And they ran kind of the, the flood into the short side of the field, everybody's gassed up, and then you can see the bottom down here at the bottom. He's pretty, yeah. Oh, yeah. pretty he's, angry about it, right? Oh yeah, and saw then, it on the sideline. Saw it in the oh. game actually. The last, and what, what do you think about that? So, I guess you know it's it's a game it's a game to game decision, and you have the head coach, but it it does seem odd that he would uh, he'd take the two minute drill away from Aaron in that situation, right? Like you got the arguably the best quarterback in the league maybe of all, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Like, why are you taking that away? Yeah, great question. Um, what's ever running through the coach's mind there in terms of Matt LaFleur and that play calling of him mastering now the play calling is one of those things that as a coach, you look at what's went wrong. Um, you're looking at the analytics of the last few weeks of losing, and then you just come up, you know what, let me try it. Let me, let me, you know, if Aaron's been doing it for this long and we're struggling, you know, in this situation, let me try that. Could, that's one option. That went through his head, and obviously it was something as a from his player that the person that actually was running, running, you know, making the play call, obviously didn't like the selection. So that's where you live and learn. You know, you 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 had you tried it, didn't work, or your team, your 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 quarterback didn't like it. You gotta now hear him and you see him. We all saw him if you watched the game. We all saw him going to the sideline and not. You could read his words <laughs> real easy. It wasn't wasn't happy words. 
Hey, we got a we got a we got a question from somebody watching this live right now. Thank you for all that are watching live. Uh, yeah. Aman, do you think AJ Dillon would be a number one running back on another team? Part two of the question is: Would AJ be a fullback in two thousand one? <laughs> Great question. Um, depends on I say for the second part. It depends on his mentality of and then how he was uh, played at Boston College. If he would have still, big, how big was Eddie George? Let's put it. Let's just put. It, let's put this in perspective. They were the same size. He was probably Eddie George was close to two fifty. He was like two forty something. Um, but is it just because his legs are so? Like I'm thinking, like Natron means maybe have the same size legs as uh, AJ. Yeah, right. I'll say Natron did for sure. Yeah. A, uh, Eddie was taller. He was more like six three. Yeah, he, yeah but yeah. he was a solid two thirty five, two forty. So he was leaned out. And what was the first part of that question? Yes, he'd be. We, you and I've talked about this. He's a, he's a he's a running oh, yeah. back one. He would be a starter. Not um, every team. But yeah, he would you know, be last year, starter for sure. In last NFL year, he could have been a Pro Bowl player. Like yeah. he hasn't had a Pro Bowl year this year, but last year he had a Pro Bowl. Year. I mean, in my opinion, if you mm -hmm. gave him the volume of catches that everybody else had, don't you? I mean, we talked about it. Yes. Do you think? Yeah. No, hundred percent. He would he would be a starter somewhere in the NFL and you know Pro Bowl caliber uh, running back. So, one hundred percent sure. So this that. is the big play to <clears throat> Lazard, and, and you know a lot of people are kind of wondering what this was exactly because the, you know the DB falls down. So Lazard's in the middle here of, of the trips right look, and they're doing like a fake stock block with a slant, and you see this guy just gets completely shook. He's you know Lazard breaks down. The safety's yeah. going the wrong way. I mean, awesome play. Might have been so, an adjustment at the line. I'm not sure, you know, but between him and uh, Aaron. And that yeah, I don't like, that didn't look that didn't look like a uh, that could have been an RPO, correct? But it looked like Aaron was going either flat or running running the fake all the way. And usually when they're running the fake on that, like it's that's a design deal, right? Like yep. you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna screw over the flat defender by just go or the flat receiver by just like I'm not gonna block you this time, right? So that's hopefully <laughs> right. hopefully that was one of these things, right? Where they just kind of looked at each other and knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. You and yep. I have talked about. Um, you and I have talked about Rudy Ford and, and, and Isaiah, and I just want to put a couple plays up. So this is the first play of the game. And it's yeah. just awesome to see physical presence on this defense, right? And, yep. you know, Kenny, Kenny Clark made a ton of plays in this game that will go unnoticed. But just a guy being able to ball hawk like that is phenomenal. Yeah. Coming Again. down. And, and coming down and understanding the angle, understand where his uh, his he put himself in the best position. That pursuit angle is important because obviously, if you are overextend, kind of like with Josh blocking, uh, that play we just showed with him and Demarcus, it's the same mindset. You got to come down, stay the balance, keep your feet come the balance, and keep your feet square, but then accelerate into the guy. And it's all about effort from there. So now we got that first pick. I don't know if you remember this is the first or second one. How I put it on here. So I think it's the second. They're playing. They're playing, the they're playing cover three, but they kind of they had the uh, they had the safety stack, so they pop out to a cover three. And you know, the, Greg Olson did a good job explaining this last night. Basically, mm -hmm. once you clear the linebacker, you got to come across the safety's face, right? Yeah, Lamb doesn't do that. And, he got and a little so, lazy in his eyes, in his coverage, and he and get, his looking and, at me. And, and Dak Prescott just gets hung out to dry here. Yeah, but. Listen, Rudy Ford's got to make the play. He's in the right position. Got a little speed to him. Yeah, try to take it to the house, but do with, you know, getting the ball after the yards, uh, after the pick. But, yeah, like what you said with uh, with Lamb, gets a little lazy on the route where he sees the, he sees the DB there before he comes to his break. So I'm I'm going to go, you know, this has been practice. Go flat. Go Let me cross his face. 
Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't still look good to Dak, then he has his running back and he has, I think he had a tight end over to the flat as well. So he had the check down. He had a touchdown throw to Lamb or the check down to the running back or the tight end. The other thing I wanted to I wanted to point out too is, you know, you see McDuffie here rerouting and yep. keeping this wide. That's a big, like this That's little, important. this important. little thing to pop him two feet outside the hash is a huge deal because it makes that inside turn that much more difficult. And that shows up again on their fourth down play. We see where they get rerouted. We'll show it later. But that 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 kind of those little things, that's just really good coaching and paying attention to your coaches. And that's a fundamental thing, like you said. It's just something that you teach every time you run cover three in practice. Make sure you redirect. Make sure you you make a receiver either go over top of you or, or, or make him go underneath you when you see when you know what route he's trying to run. Great job pressing the center. Isaiah McDuffie filling the hole. We're making plays on their side of the line of scrimmage. That's one thing, even though they ran for a good amount of yards yesterday, I thought when we got the opportunities to create single blocks, whether it was pre-snap by lining guys up in the in each gap on the line of scrimmage, or by it was, you know, McDuffie attacking the line of scrimmage, or Kenny Clark attacking a particular person in the double team. Jaron Reed did a great job yesterday as well. Yep. We ended up pushing guys in the backfield more often than not. Um, Tony Pollard's a really, really good back. But, you know, I think generally considering what was going on yesterday with the amount of, like, volume of plays that was happening, these guys did a pretty good job. Really good job. And you think about it. Look, you got Rashard Gary gone. You got Chris Barnes. And you got Devontae Campbell gone. Now you got the next man up mentality. These guys are showing what they could do. You know, McDuffie, Ford coming off the bench, been rotating throughout the year, mostly special teams. But now they get their opportunity to show up. So this, I say, is a – a good happy thought to think about when guys get healthy that are able to return this year, like a like a Campbell and lots of like a Barnes. They could come back later this year, possibly. And then now you still got guys that are really locked and loaded and understand their position and have that confidence to play and make tackles in the backfield, like McDuffie and like Ford. We see uh this is this is Kenny Clark. And and Kenny gets he has so many plays in a game that you might not notice, but he lives like he lives. in. if you single block him, he's just living in the backfield. He's posting up on the line of scrimmage. He had a couple of plays yesterday. I didn't put on here, but he's literally at the feet of the running back all the time, making him cut. You know, what was the big thing as an offensive lineman, as a running back is like, we don't want you to have to cut early. Right. We want you to get into your groove, whether it's the second, third step. And when you, you cut when you're supposed to cut. And if you have to cut before that, your momentum might be a problem trying to get through that hole. And so, when you can penetrate on the line of scrimmage and change that line of scrimmage for these for these uh, offensive linemen, it just makes a, a huge difference. This is Nick Bari, and we talked about we were talking about box technique the last two weeks and how if you box, which means if I show my chest to the guy coming across to block me, I can't get outside now. If the uh, it, well, there's two things: one, I'm not very strong at the point of attack, and two, I can't get outside if the guy tries to bounce. We just saw Demarcus Lawrence do it on their film. But mm-hmm. this is the first time in a while we've seen one of our guys do it. Everybody right here pops, goes same foot, same shoulder, stands the guard up. Now there's no space for 34 to go anywhere. Zero. Right. This is why, like, it, these are little things. And I think they're being taught the other way. I think he just did this because you go to some other plays in this game right. and the other guy's boxing. He just did this. But this is one of those deals where you got to take a hard look at the, as a coaching staff and go, okay, he's in an advantageous position. He can actually create more violence towards the guard pulling in this position and he can open up if the guy bounces now he actually can open up his hips to the sideline and, and, and make a play yeah so good job by him just making something happen you you you, you creating a muddle 
you know, create muddy, muddy ground for the for the lineman and a running back trying to get his feet going. And when you do that, you muddle things up. So then that that like with AJ, we like to get his feet accelerated. But with a back like that for Dallas number 34 and then Pollard too, you muddle things up. Then it's a problem where they can't get accelerated. And then you have it uh, as a as an advantage of defense. Then you have it. You have that advantage to try to tackle better. <clears throat> so we talked about the, the keys to the game being uh, for the Dallas Cowboys tight ends and, and what kind of job they can do. And, and I just I wanted to show Nick Barr does a great job of splitting it here. And then all, actually all across the board, we got McDuffie, our defensive tackle. I think this is Reed. They just do a phenomenal job gumming this all up. So you start outside. Now we got nowhere to go. He's freed up the safety. Yeah. Because McDuffie came and attacked this center, I'll go back. And I want to point out something real good. Look, real just another detail with McDuffie and his technique on why he is a great tackler. So when you run the ball here, or when you run the play real quick, yep. this first contact that he gets to the center, look at his hands and look at his eyes. His hands are on the center just for position, but his eyes is following the running back. He's tracking the guy. And that's what I mean by tracking. Linebackers, defensive back, they got to have this tool because – if you get caught up with the big guy that's trying to get on you where he's trying to center, trying to engage McDuffie, but he's already engaged in his arms. If you don't see, you can't see his arms, but he has a little extension to where that center really can't go out and grab him. And if he does, it's going to be a holding call. But then at the same time, his eyes is tracking that running back because he knows what type of running back. And he has respect for Pollard in terms of the cutback or keeping it play side up, up, yeah, up 73 and 60 and 66. But perfect. AG and, and- what, re- what he's really doing is they have a double team on a defensive tackle, and he's turning into two single blocks, right? And mm-hmm. it's advantageous for the Green Bay Packers because now the center's pointed the wrong direction. And you, as you know, whenever your chest is pointed towards the sideline, you can't – you're going to give ground vertically. Yeah, so, and that's, that's where I was talking about a potential holding call could come up, which would be a benefit for McDuffie because he, he's in the right position. Yeah, this is this is phenomenal. We got you know we got I think this is Savage coming down filling the outside because Nubar did such a good job splitting the splitting the tight ends, and this is what we saw for a majority of the game. Honestly, like they did a really good job of just gubbing all of this stuff up, turning these into singles, and that's and the model. These plays for short game. And, that's and just so phenomenal. That's the muddleness I'm talking about. So then on that last play, Pollard had to start his feet up again, and a guy like him, and he was getting you know, five, six yards of carry, but you make him restart his feet, that's a good thing because now you got all your teammates to come in and make the tackle. You get all them green jerseys, all those yellow, yellow helmets, and we saw Cowboys do that too sometimes where they had a play. They could string it out with Aaron AJ or Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, and they had a lot of stars right there, all the helmets, because then you're making the running back stop his feet and then reset, and that's a problem, and that's um, a good advantage you can bring to your defense when you know how to technique-wise show everything, slow everything up from the defensive side of the ball. How much of that is is Isaiah McDuck? So how much of, of attacking the line of scrimmage and forcing the forcing the issue is Isaiah McDuffie being extinctual? And half and how much of it is by design so they can free up Quay and keep it's, somebody it, off Quay? It's I would say if I'm going percentage-wise, it's about 60% extinctual and then 40% what he's been coached and watched in film because he knows his role. But, it, but some of the instincts is going to kick in. Like, I got to attack the line. As a linebacker, I got to attack the line, read it. And, and if it's passed, I get back out of here. But it was a full run commit. So I'm, I'm in here, and I'm going to read it with my hands or place my hands right, read with my eyes, and keep my body moving. It's loose where I don't get caught up trying to, you know, you know take on a lineman one-on-one. 
Somebody just asked us, don't you think the Packers have missed the presence of Barnes at inside linebacker this year? Um, and I, I would just say, I would just say to that, you and I are huge Barnes fans. We talked yes. about him all year last year, highlighting what a great player he was and what a good job he's done for this team. I remember John Runyon Jr. came on and said that he was a leader at a young age. But mm-hmm. they did, they hired Quay Walker. Quay was going to play regardless. Chris Barnes could have had the the training camp of his life, and he was not going. He was Quay Walker was going to play. Devider Campbell was the first team All Pro last year, so I don't know how much we missed him in the sense that. He wasn't going to get a ton of snaps. And Isaiah, to be fair, Isaiah McDuffie has been absolutely balling. Yep. But um, yeah, really we certainly think that Chris Barnes, when he comes back, if he gets an opportunity to play, and like we've been talking about, it's just a question now of is it 12, 13 personnel? Like when are we going to get these guys in the game? Because like Rudy Ford and Isaiah McDuffie right now, they're earning playing time for sure. This is uh, Devontae Wyatt, I believe, on their against their left guard. Just wanted to highlight some guys that are making some good plays. Uh, I'm, excuse me, this is off a double team. So, again, yeah, left tackle. This should be a double. And we talked about it earlier. Joe Philbin's teams usually do a really good job of staying on the double. But because he attacks the, the tackle, instead yep. of instead of trying to take on both the, the right the left guard and the left tackle, two hands and trying to hold them up, we're taught to attack the tackle alone, turn it into a single block. Mm-hmm. Because the tackle's not really thinking. The tackle's thinking he's coming in to help. Not that he's taking on this entire block. So you can see we're winning with inside hands. You see yeah. the body position of 73. He's kind of contorted. Oh, he, yeah, he's bent over. He's, he's he, on he his lost. heels now. Yeah, he yeah. Lost. And this is exactly so. Even though the right or the left guard can get up on your linebacker, you're going to win at the line of scrimmage. And now you can fall into this play. So it's for a short gain. Again, I, I think at the NFL at this level, two and three yard gains, like we call those victories, you know? Oh, yeah. That's a win. That's a win. Little space. All right. you can. I had to put this play in, dude, because it's a, I, I, Freaking love this play. So you remember Trent Williams last year in, in San Francisco game? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So poor our our man. Uh, I sorry for highlighting you, but this is awesome. So we got come across and he just lights him up and gets yeah. that free shot out of nowhere. So like, imagine you're playing no, no. defensive end here, <laughs> and and you got the 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 tight end coming off from off screen, running left to right. Yeah. You got it. You got two tight ends in front of you. They're in thirteen personnel. 84 shows like he's going to take you on. All of a sudden, this dude comes out of nowhere and just monsters you. Bop. Bop, yeah. <laughs> Drops you. Dude, that's like, that's an awesome play. Honestly, it is. It's, an it awesome is. Play. it's a good play call. Good, uh, I say, design to give that tight end momentum at the snap of the ball to make that contact because he know the court. That means the court, quarterback coach or not the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, whoever designed the play knows that he's going to have to deal with a heavy guy. So giving him that momentum to go into the block is important. So both Jay and Rudy Alexander. So Alexander's, or excuse me, Rudy Ford. Alexander's got outside leverage here. So he's kind of, he's in the position to make this play. Rudy Ford's got to understand that this is now a combo tackle, right? So when, when CD Lamb catches this ball, you can't over pursue. You already have help on the outside. He over pursues. Slides in, makes yep, a great play for a touchdown. You know, these are kind of the unfortunate things that happen that can be remedied if you just understand your team tackling concept. So we go quarters here, and this is a great concept, right? They got trips left. I'm talking about the Cowboys now. Cowboys got trips left. They have single, mm-hmm. single, single receiver to the right. We go quarters, but we're going we're going to trap the inside. So they call this Tanner's gold. There's a couple different concepts that defensive coordinators will call this. But essentially, the quarters away from the trip side is going to trap the inside receiver. And what that does is essentially leaves your backside one-on-one. So your man coverage on the backside, Dak sees it early when he turns his – when you see our safety turn in his chest to the inside receiver, just going to take advantage, 
easy pitch and catch it towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter, big play. And then Dalton Schultz here. It seems like we always getting beat on crossing routes. We knew he was going to be involved in this game. We talked about it on Thursday, but mm -hmm. uh, they get caught up and, and Amos just doesn't get there in time. A couple good plays. So this is uh, on the on the last play. Yeah, was that the first well, they, linebacker they, play, or was it McDuffie? They they man this up. This McDuffie. McDuffie, okay. Right? Excuse me. They didn't. They zoned, They're they're reading this out. This isn't man coverage for them. So they pass this off, but really Amos is, is supposed to drive on that, and it's just right, late. It was sooner, listen, a little bit sooner. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those, and that's one of those plays, Ag, where like you see it, and like the coach is going to go in and say you should have done this, you should have done that. But the truth is, if you run these plays really well you're probably not going to stop him down there, right? Because there's a lot of right. stuff going on. There's a lot of people crossing your face. It's just very, very, yeah, it's very, very yeah, difficult. It's huge. Great rush by the young man here. We haven't seen a ton. Or is this Jaron Reed? Sorry, this is Jaron Reed on a, yeah. on a huge play in the game. And I just, wanted to, I just wanted to show, like, when guys are playing well, sometimes they don't, they, they, it goes unnoticed. This guy showed up a lot in the run game, turning those doubles into singles last night but also pushing off that elbow right here. gets that left elbow. You see the footwork for the left guard is terrible. He's got his left foot in the air, right foot in the ground. He's bracing. Left elbow goes up. Easy yeah. turn in a deck. Puts it low. We get off the field. Yeah. And with that uh, leg being up in the air, that's where he can he can gain momentum and force back Reed. And Reed was able to get his feet running. Same like a running back stopping his feet. His feet didn't stop and kept bringing momentum into that guard's chest. We always talk about <clears throat> We always talk about real estate and it's you really you win with your feet before you before contact like you can win yes. with your body position body position your feet before contact how you get to confrontation determines the terms of confrontation and in that situation you got poor footwork you got wide feet you got to feet up in the air like you said man it's, it's problems this is cd lamb on jair alexander listen you know alexander is a really really good player cd lamb is an incredible player and mm -hmm. when you get a guy one on one enough times in a game, like he's gonna he's gonna get his. This is just I. This is one of those things you just gotta appreciate what a good route looks like. Yes, it is a beautiful route. I mean, you say how he shakes him right here. Pop, pop. That's that I mean, that's just problems, right? Like yep. that's that almost looks like they drew that up in the sandlot. <laughs> it was, you know, but just yeah. just problems. Yeah, coached well, set him up right by using, as we used to say, running rounds, give him a little head. <laughs> he did. He gave him a little head to the inside, and, and, and he bit on it. He's an, Everybody knows Jair is an aggressive cornerback. And so yeah. you give him that little little detail right there, that little head to the inside, and able to break it out, you got a free route. So we talked – this This is their, their last play. We talked about uh, earlier how Isaiah McDuffie rerouted uh, CeeDee Lamb on later. the pick for – I'm yep. ready for its pick. Mm -hmm. So now you got trips, you get trips right, and both of these guys are going in the middle. But because McDuffie reroutes Lamb again outside, pushes him wide, he's almost hip to hip. He's probably a yard off of uh, Dalton Schultz here, and they both break in, and it screws up the timing. So Dak Prescott gets to the top of his route, and there's nobody, there's nobody to throw to. He all of a sudden, both defensive ends win. He has to step up. That play, that throw is over. He's got to look for his next option, right? Exactly. So it's just that little detail of the coverage and the detail of the technique, marrying the rush, both guy gives both defensive end time to win and get there because he can't one, two, three, four, five, pop and throw because Lamb has been pushed out, pushed wide. And this is just like, when it all comes together, man, it really looks great. It looks really good. So this is a good, uh, good, good basic 
basic fundamental of playing cover three or, or playing his coverage technique and McDuffie is doing that. And he did it. He did it the whole game pretty much. So good job. Yeah, he, he was, uh, if I was giving out game balls, obviously Rudy Ford is going to get one. But again, I think like I was saying, McDuffie just, I just really think the physical presence that he brings and like, it's easy to say, well, yeah, Kenny Clark does that too. And, and if you watch this tape, like he shows up a ton as well, but right. Isaiah's coming in, not a starter leading the team. I think he has 13 tackles in the game and just playing again with a physical presence. I think that's an impact performance. And like, I hope I just, I honestly hope when DC comes back that he finds a way to, you know, the, the coordinator Barry finds a way to get this guy on the field. I don't know yes. if it's going to be by personnel or package, but he needs to be on the field, man. He's too valuable, particularly in the run game. Smart has the IQ, a very high IQ in terms of blocking, get off blocks and uh pass coverage as well. So he has, he's pretty much for me, linebacker whole package right there. Yeah. Love it. <clears throat> hey, let's, Get off my lawn, man. That's 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 enough recap of the of, of the Packers. I got. We kind of talked about the Matt Lafleur thing taken away. Like I don't yeah. know why. I, I just I don't get it. But maybe we will just move on to the next one. Yeah, get off my lawn with that. Do one. you know what I'm talking about here with with uh, with? No, I do not. Howard I don't. Thomas. Okay. No, what happened? So, so Jeff Saturday gets the job, and everyone has these. That opinions. I know. And, yep. and I think that a I lot know. of the opinions on different uh, sports entertainment channels were for different. Oh, they're reasons. everywhere. Oh my like God, for yeah. but like for example, ESPN, you go to first take, listen to Stephen A. Yeah, I watch first take. Those yeah. guys, right? Chris Greeny, Kane, Ryan Clark, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Greeny, uh, uh, Orlovsky. And, there uh, was the it was more. Now Saturday's an ESPN guy, so their commentary was like, "We're not mad that Saturday got the job, but we are mad that like the Rooney rule or the spirit of the Rooney rule wasn't really enacted here." And I think exactly. that's the kind of take. I don't for me, for me that was the kind of the negative about this more than Me anything too. else. Because, Me too. That's where I was right? Be, because I think you and I will agree that Jeff Saturday is a exceptional person. Not just every player can walk in and do this job, but exceptional people can walk in and do jobs. Um, the head coach, if you're not going to call plays and you're a leader of men and a delegator of authority, like I think a lot of people can do that off the jump. Yeah. But Bill Cower, Joe Thomas said, this is like a, you know, it was blast to the coaching profession. Bill Cowher got really heated about this. I bet and, he did. And talking, and talking about because you know he's an ex-coach, yep. and all the people who have um, have have been there and have earned that right. And it's like it's it, it was it was very very interesting to me only because one, Bill Cowher knows how many good and bad coaches there are in the National Football League. So like tenure mm -hmm. doesn't. It's just like in the military, man. Just because just because you've been in longer doesn't make you a better officer or a better leader. Right. You know, just because you've been in the profession for five years and, and Saturday just happened to be a 14 year, you know, NFL player, pro six time mm -hmm. pro bowler. He's getting a ring of honor guy, Super Bowl winner. Like his resume is pretty stacked. So I, I kind of I take issue with the idea that a guy can't come in and be a leader of men and a delegate of authority just because he doesn't have um, experience. Mm -hmm. Um but then again, you know, I think it, it all to me, it all goes back to the Rooney rule and the idea that, well, you, you, you say a, a lot of these candidates that are qualified don't mm -hmm. have enough experience. So, you know, we, we talked about that last week, but between him and Joe Thomas saying this is like a black eye to the coaching profession, I, I think it, it's really just commentary on what billionaires, you know, are saying they can do whatever they want. I don't think it's a com I don't think it's necessarily a, 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 a dig on anybody. Right. Like if, yeah. if, if, a, if a qualified. If a qualified person was on if a 
if a person that Jim Mercer thought was going to do a better job was there, he would he would just put them in place. It just so happens that Jeff Saturday has done a phenomenal job staying close to the organization, being a paid consultant. So basically talking with all the brain trusted ESPN about them all the time, Orlovsky, mm-hmm. Canty, uh, Swagoo, all like yeah. all, Mina Kimes, who's a genius, yeah. getting all this information and then going over and telling Ursay, like, oh, yeah, this is what we see, right? Yeah. And then so Ursay's building up this trust of, like, man, this guy's got all the answers. Like, you can – like, it's very easy to see how this this happened, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I would say just, you know, that where where it, where where it lands and where how it lands, and I would see when it lands, is how everybody's commentating on it, giving their opinion about it, and rightfully so. Everybody's owed that to their opinion. Um, but it's just, you know, obviously when you first hear about it from last week to now and get the first game under the belt you know, and they was able to come away with a win, it's all looking like I say the only part I say the one part that I do like in, in a way that what Ursay said, not not 100 percent agreed of everything. But the one thing I kind of kind of see from his point of view, what he's hitting at is the experience part, because we know as players, sometimes things are over or over overdone. And it's too much thought of it. We know as players, when you really look like we we're just commenting on our game that with the Packers, just get into an eye formation. It's run about it's simpleness. It's, it's sometimes not doing all the dynamic stuff to make a play happen. Because at the end of the day, football's been around a long time. And when it started, we didn't have all these formations. We didn't have all these personnel packages. We just ran up the teams, ran the ball majority of the time. And that's how they won championships back in the day. Obviously, the evolution of the game from passing the ball to running the ball and having phenomenal athletes also changed the game, you know, from a quarterback that could do things like what Pat Mahomes doing, you know, before that was Joe Montana was, was Steve Young was Randall Cunningham. And before that, so it's the evolution of the game that we see things, but that don't mean you have to sometimes do that. You don't have to go to the next best thing. I think sometimes sticking with the old school gets you back on track, like for the Packers situation in, in general, gets you back on track to where you can now then use potentially plays that are, looking you know crazy formations that come out and then boom the defense doesn't really know what's coming it's, at them it's the mentality right AG, exactly it's like so it's the exact same thing with the packers is what you're saying with jeff Sat- jeff saturday after the game all he talked about in the locker room was he was praising how physical they were yeah right it wasn't and he brought matt matt ryan back in but he praised gus bradley bradley in the physical play of the defense you know he obviously and that's football play card exactly. yeah it, it that's football and so i think that i think what everybody misses and what I think was missing in the NFL, quite frankly, is mm-hmm. because all these scheme guys came in, what's missing, it's not like like you and I are not against running complex plays. No. What you and I are against is make thinking that the complex play is is the is football. What we're saying <laughs> no. is like you exactly. whatever the hell you want, but I want you to teach your players to know how to execute at a very, very high intense, high, you know, physical level. Yeah. And then you can call, dude, call whatever you want, dress it up however you want. But when it comes down to like me versus you, I want my guys coached up. So I win every time. Exactly. That's all we care about. We don't care about all the other stuff. You could do whatever you want. And what Jeff Saturday did is he put an emphasis and what Matt LaFleur or the coaching staff or Aaron Rodgers or the offensive, the tight, the, I'll tell you the tight end coach did it. Yes, They're indeed. putting an emphasis on being physical players and doing things the right way. And that's what maybe for you, from your and my perspective, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but at least from my perspective, that's what we're missing in football. And when teams yes. decide to do that, they I agree play with that. really, really well. Yeah, 
And it's a, it's effort at the end of the day, man. Give effort no matter what. And if it's a, a loss on the play, but you still have 100% effort, I could take you back to the meeting room and we could we could work on that and it's going to get better. Because then I got a player that's going to listen. Because if that player is showing 100% effort on the field, messing up, then he or she will want to get better when we go back to the film and draw it up. This is what you could have did better on that play. Yes, all the effort was there, but instead of doing this, you could have did that. And now the player to, you know, for me, I've been in that situation where I was a player, I make a mistake going 100%. A full speed, but then the coach said, Oh, I got you. We'll watch your film and then get to the film room. You know, if it's Sly, if it's Edgar, uh, Kippy Brown, who I had, I'm like, Oh, that's oh, I'm like, I got it, coach. And then boom, I'm going out there. And then I'm a different player. And then guys are like, What are you doing different? Like, oh, I watch film, I listen to my coach, I paid attention to the adjustment that he showed me, and I'm trusting him to help me for that that adjustment to work when I go back on the practice field, and then I'm gonna use it on the game field after that. Last one here, yep. uh, and it's not a, it's a respect. Get off my lawn. It is. He, it is Justin Jefferson, ten, catch, ten catches, one ninety three and a touchdown. Uh, one of the like most ridiculous catches I've ever seen in my life. And and then you know some guy I was talking to uh, uh, doing another show this morning, and they're talking mm-hmm. about you know how he's blocking downfield on down cook eighty one yard your touchdown run, and you're just going, this guy is box office man he is mm-hmm. absolute he's doing stuff you're just you know jamar chase justin jefferson there's just these young receivers right now cd lamb yesterday yeah. i mean these guys are freaking box office and i i you know sometimes guys like me I go man i wish i would have been a better athlete i could have played like a cool position <laughs> and then you it's go silly. man at least it wasn't db you know because like that would be a problem <laughs> like, that would be a problem oh man um yeah to your point yeah justice Je- jefferson and his cast yesterday it shows a lot okay obviously his ability is there we already we've seen this he's proven it weeks over weeks since he came into the nfl but then as a team it shows the confidence in curse cousins to throw that ball on fourth and 18 to him yeah. And have a guy to say in your head at pre-snap, I'm the one I'm going with the ball if it shows up. And it really didn't show up because he was double covered. And he but he went and did him. You know, he did a play that most players be like, I can't do that play. I can't make that play. But for Justin Jefferson, and you mentioned the receivers that came from the same school under the same tutelage of uh Mickey Joseph that's coaching at Nebraska. This is not a, a shot to you know get him hired or anything. It just shows when you have a player, sometimes in a situation you have player coaching players that then tell them, show them the confidence of what it takes to do things like that. You know, that's what it, it that's how it hits me. And I've seen that play, Mike. You talk about, you know, you, you're a great athlete. I don't care. I'm gonna you know give you I'm, you know I'm gonna give, you know I know what you're saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. You, I've seen what the, the way we met, one of the ways we met, we we're playing horse. And I try to do a dunk. I did a 360 dunk thinking I got him. I'm going to get my – he's going to get H-O-R-S-C and game over. And Mike went up and did a 360 dunk. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, dude, this, you, you were 315. To, what, you were 315. What used to be. Friend, you, used to be. Right. But uh, but it just shows, you know, it's like that dude, he's a baller. Um, and and much – like you said, this was a respect, respectful get off my lawn. And I could also say, like, as a kid playing in California sometimes, I saw kids in, in, just for fun do that. And you, that's almost looked like what he's doing. He just, you know what, I'm going to go up and get this. And if I get it, cool. If I don't, and but I got it. And he's able to pull it into his body and, you know, fighting with the DB with one hand to pull it out of his hands. It just shows the effort. And that, and what we show what effort and talent mixed together looks like on that play right there. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, the, the 
my favorite thing about sports, and it could be any sport, is when, like, you see somebody in that kind of situation, in that kind of game, mm-hmm. you, need, you need that kind of play, and, like, somebody can actually deliver. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, they can actually deliver. It's not, like, that's not your run-of-the-mill play. That's not me blocking and you running through an open hole. Like, that is a impossible play that is absolutely necessary in that moment and that dude delivered and that's that's just that's that's why we watch right we're watching for those moments exactly like you said it doesn't matter the sport i'm 100 with you there so bro we got a thursday night game versus the titans Um, so i guess we're gonna have to i guess if we're gonna do if we're gonna do a preview show maybe we'll try to get this on wednesday or maybe thursday morning before the before we get it off we can get it out thursday yeah we can yeah we can still i mean because i'm I'll, I'll be open at the one o'clock time. If not, we All can right. move it up. Let me know. All right. All right. <clears throat> Sounds good. So where you can find me is Amon Green 30 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and I'm also on TikTok, Amon Green's Gamers Lounge on TikTok. That's been big fun. We got big games, God of War, Ragnarok, Gotham Knights, and Call of Duty with Modern Warfare 2 talking about those it's games. Violent. Like, Look how violent you are. Why don't you play like Bubblelicious or something? But there's no game called Bubblicious, just so you know. Uh, it's close. It's probably a Kirby, old Kirby game on Nintendo with Bubble in it, Mike. Bubble bots? I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Good try. Good try. And Mike, so Mike, let everybody know where you can find you. Yeah, Michael 68 on Twitter, process to perform on Instagram. Uh, AG, always a pleasure, man. It is. Have a great week. I see you Thursday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 